At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. And running on an NFL list Thursday and a little uh, different look for those of you tuning in on YouTube TV, vsin.com, wherever you may be channeling us in. That is Sean King over there at Circus Studios. I am at the home studios, which, by the way, Sean, we need some, uh, I need some interior designers, anyone you know. I need, uh, I need a framed Sean King jersey in the background. To go along, we can easily make that happen, but I think more relevant for the show is a picture of me in a Puckstradamus frame because (laughs) we are sweating the last two legs of the public Puckstradamus 14 parlay that was sent out to my tweets today. So I'm so proud of you. I'm just, you know, it's it's like, you know, I'm just, I'm really, uh, I'm really proud uh, of. Of, of you letting the people know. Uh, so remind the folks who didn't see the tweet. And if you didn't see the tweet, hey, that's your own fault, man. At Real Sean King, he put it out there. I saw it today, but remind the folks what is the Puckstradamus it's parlay today? A 14 parlay. Two of the legs are already in. Uh, Lightning and Penguins both have already won. We're in the second period in the Panthers versus Stars game. The Panthers have a 3 2 lead. The last leg of the parlay is Avalanche Jets, which I think is tied 1-1 at the end of the first period. So we need to get the Avalanche and the Panthers home. All right. All right. So we're, we're two for four yep. uh, on that parlay. Uh, we need the Panthers and the Avs. We'll be pulling for your pockets and everybody's pockets. Absolutely. Quite a few the, people uh, hit me up on Twitter. Love it. Yeah, Puckstradamus is catching on. He's see, gaining see, a following. Happens. This is what happens, Sean, when you actually let people know the Puckstradamus play instead of just, you know, beating well, your chest to get it right. Don't mush my ticket, okay? Because I'm not mushing anything. doesn't hit I, bullseye no. squarely on you. No. Yesterday, it did not hit, and I said, I just, I'm happy you put it out there. I'm thrilled that you put it out there. Panthers and Avalanche, let's go. Let's get it done. Let's get it uh, done. I am on... I am on Cincinnati tonight. Okay. Uh, Bearcats at home. We're laying a short number. SMU has been red hot. 
this line seemed a little fishy to me. We started to see some movement towards the Bearcats, uh, and it has come back. Uh, closed around two, two and a half. So I rolled with Cincy. Nothing too crazy. I thought about Iowa, and that would have been a poor play on my part. So uh, I that actually is the like one. the SMU uniforms, by the way. Those are pretty sweet, the black on black. I'm a little confused. Because Me too. I thought that was Cincy. That's what I, I keep looking over there, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I'm in the confines of the Murray studio here, so I only got one screen. Uh, but I keep looking over there, and I'm like, oh, Cincy. I'm like, oh, wait, I got to train my mind. Cincy's in the white uniforms today. Full, full disclose, disclosure, too, for the nightcap faithful. I also have two single bets. One okay. has already hit, thanks to our good friend, Jim Root. Uh, you guys can. What's Jim's uh, platform where he gives his wages At up? At Second Chance Points. At Second Chance Points.com. It was his best bet in college basketball. It was over. 143 in the UCLA game. I think the final score was 96-74, so it flew over the total. I also have a smaller play, single-game bet only, on the New York Rangers. I I hate to bet against the hometown Knights, but I think the Rangers are in the argument as best team in hockey right now, so I'm going to take this plus money on them. I don't think that game has started, so if you want to make a late, play tonight i puckstradamus does have rangers yeah that game that game is about to start so get in where the getting's good uh yeah you can get some buyback looks like uh where you sit right now plus 170 at circa uh some plus 160s out there so yeah some plus money on the rangers uh, against the vegas golden knights that game about to uh drop the puck here in just a couple moments so uh busy show uh, it feels weird. I mean, I mean, I miss it. You know, some of those Thursday night games, and I know we didn't have Thursday night football last week, but we had the Peach Bowl with Michigan State and Pittsburgh. We had the Vegas Bowl with Wisconsin and Arizona State. So we had something. Just feels a little empty not having Thursday night football, Sean. It really does, and uh, I'm going to really try and, you know, take this puck Damas and run it all the way up because I've <laughs> got to find a way to fill my weeknights. I'm no. just not a big NBA guy. I don't trust them from night to night to show up with the form that's on paper. Uh, I'm getting more knowledgeable about college basketball. I, of course, I know everything about the only program that really matters, and that's Duke. What we're learning about other programs, I watched our esteemed producer, Aaron Osters, Maryland Turpins, play half a game instead of a whole game. They <laughs> did a great job in the first half of making people think they had a chance in Champagne tonight, uh, not so much in the second half. So, uh, shout out to the fighting Danny Mannings and the uh, big brother of Aaron Oster. But other than that, I, I thought I saw some value. I started to jump on Indiana, as you would say, that was a stinky line. The number thirteen team in the country, Ohio State, on yeah. the road at Indiana. Indiana's favored, you know. So, and they actually won comfortably. But I didn't. I didn't, I didn't bite. Yeah, I didn't bite. What do you yeah. think of your – I know you and uh, Jim were talking about this game, you know, earlier in the week. Lola Chicago actually beat San Francisco today. Did yeah. you get a chance to find it? I looked for it. I could not find a streaming option that was showing it. Did you have better luck? Yeah, it's streamed on, uh, I think, the West Coast Conference, uh, whatever their platform is. I did not get a chance to watch it, uh, but a very good win for the Ramblers uh, as they – solidify themselves, uh, continue to build a pretty strong resume, got a win over Vanderbilt, uh, and they went off. There was steam on 
on the Ramblers. Uh, that, that line went up to three, and uh, Loyola able to win that game in a junior college gym in Salt Lake City. You know, credit to those two programs. Uh, San Francisco had their game against Gonzaga postponed due to COVID. And uh, I really uh, I, I really tip my cap to these two programs to be able to, to figure this thing out. I would have preferred it to be on television. I'm sure they would have as well. Uh, but ultimately, it was uh, it was streamed only. It didn't get a chance to watch it, but a really good win uh, for Loyola Chicago. All right, we, we've uh, we've kind of beat around the bush a lot here. Let's let's get to week 18 of the NFL season, Sean. Uh, this is as we have discussed throughout the week, a really challenging week to handicap. In addition to just who's in, who's out, whether it's motivation uh, and all of that, then you have the COVID issues. So, you know, a game that is on Saturday night is Philadelphia hosting Dallas uh, for most of the week. It was Philly plus seven. And now we've seen movement towards Philly because of COVID situations. Tyron Smith, the left tackle for Dallas will be out. Uh, Micah Parsons, we knew that he will be out as well. Uh, Philadelphia has got their own, you know, COVID situ situation to deal with. And then when you look at, you know, motivation, I mean, yes, Dallas has something to play for. Philadelphia doesn't really. Um, but it, it, it would be hard for me, based off what we've seen, Sean, lately, it would be hard for me to lay points with Dallas. I just have to know who's available. You know, this game, you know, Michael Parsons not being available, I mean, that's probably more important than everybody except Dak Prescott being out for Dallas just because he's so versatile. He's such a big part of Dan Quinn's scheme on defense, you know, that he really makes all the rest of the guys better. You know, he makes those pieces work because of his versatility. So, I mean, I'd have to wait probably till Saturday just to make sure I knew exactly who I was getting for Philly. But if I'm getting the majority of Philly's offensive starters, I mean, I might even lean a little bit towards taking Philly on the money line because I just don't think Dallas can – defensively is, is even like remotely close to the same type of ball club without Michael Parsons. Yeah. And you look at, I mean, I, I know circa uh, the, the final week of the circa millions came out today and it came out after the news of the COVID situation there in Dallas. So you're not able to get a, a stale number, but uh, I've got some friends who are in the golden nugget contest, which is the combo of NFL and college football. And, you know, they got to put those lines out and they put out, uh, Philadelphia plus seven. So, uh, you know, certainly uh, getting seven now, getting two and a half points, and who knows uh, where this goes and if it, if they're stopping. You know, uh, on Dallas, I don't know how much we've talked about them because we spent so much time focusing on the Buccaneers, um, on on Green Bay, on the Rams, even San Francisco a little bit. How much do you believe in this Dallas team? You know, I, I know the Dak Prescott uh, struggles have really concerned you. The defense is is miles uh, better than what they were last year. Do you believe if they get the right draw that Dallas could be a team that could emerge out of the NFC? You know, as I look at the playoffs and the way that they're structured, I just don't know what the right draw for Dallas is. I mean, right now I think they play Arizona in the first round. I mean, Arizona, who they just lost to, right? Who they just lost to, and I mean. If they shift one position either way, they get the 49ers, who I, I don't think are a great matchup for Dallas either. You know, I think their best potential matchup is a team they're playing 
Saturday, which is the Eagles. And I don't think there's any way that Dallas can end up playing the Eagles in round one of the playoffs. So, you know, I've, Dallas could very easily be one and done. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Yeah, I think the situation would be Bucks losing to the Panthers, Rams losing to the Niners. In that instance, the Cowboys would get the two, assuming they won on Saturday night, and then they would play the Eagles in the first round. But yeah, I mean, I, I know they, you know, just lost to the Cardinals. I, I think maybe they, I think they could get the Cardinals, but I, I do think the 49ers are, are a tricky matchup. The Saints, look, the Saints, obviously, if they get in uh, on the road at Atlanta, laying three and a half, four, uh, I think the Saints would be a, a spot where the Dallas Cowboys could uh, could emerge. We'll continue to look at week 18. Also, uh, a little bit of a roster movement today in the NFC. It's the nightcap. We're up and running here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in the segment of the Nightcap being brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 110 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com find. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is the nightcap here on VSIN in two different locations tonight. Sean King there at the circus. <laughs> What'd you say? You're cheating on me. I am. I am cheating on you. I am uh I am in the cozy confines of the of the Murray Murray Dome here. Um which uh once again needs needs some updating uh around uh, around the walls here. Uh, that is that was low on that was low on the uh the wife's priority list of uh decorating the house, Sean. <laughs> My office. <laughs> 
<laughs> By the way, uh, to update the Puxradamus uh, parlay tonight, it's now 4-4 in the Panthers-Stars game. So the Panthers have tied it up, which I'd be love to get out of here with a 5-4 Panthers lead. Avalanche have gone ahead 2-1. So there's hope. You know, I like a little breathing room in the Stars game. Stars are playing... You know, extremely motivated hockey tonight. I don't know where this came from. I know they've been off for a while. You know, I um, I don't. I'll fire on golf every once in a while. It's actually really fun to bet on golf uh, matchups, and you know, I have a futures out there, a futures ticket, and and we got some really great handicappers at Veasan, Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, Matt Newmans. Uh, but we've got the the tournament of champions going on right now out I at Kapalua. That. Yeah, I oh saw my. That. Oh. A uh, friend of the show, Steve Sands from the Golf Channel's out there. He sent me a picture uh, from the practice round yesterday. And he said, standing on 18 with John Rahm. And I, I wanted to I wanted to reach through my phone and punch him. It was, I mean, come on. You know, I've played Kapalua before. That whole area. Have you? Yeah, that subdivision is phenomenal. Uh, yeah, we were uh, staying at Wailea, so we played, uh, I think it's Wailea Gold at first, then we drove to the other side of the uh, the island and went and played Kapalua. Great, great course. By the way, I was looking at that. I think Brooks Kepka is like five under, and the leader's at eight under, and he's like mm-hmm. plus 1,600. Uh, can you find out if I should nibble on that a little bit or if it's, there's someone else that they like a little more? Well, I threw a little pre-tournament future on Xander Shoffley. Okay. Uh, Wes and Matt uh, both uh, put that out there in our, our best bets email, which you can get, uh, be a part of, vcin.com slash subscribe. Uh, so I was on Xander, plus 1275 for the tournament. Uh, very strong finisher for Xander. So he, he's four under. Okay. I mean, it's this tournament's incredible. I it mean, is. you look at the names. It's a who's it's a it's called Tournament of Champions. It's all people who won tournaments last year. So Cameron Smith, right now your leader at eight under, but it's just uh, it's loaded, you know, up top. And I actually took a matchup against uh, with Xander against Patrick Cantlay, and I was telling uh, I was telling director Nick uh, prior to the show what Patrick Cantlay did from thirteen on. Uh, birdie, birdie, eagle, birdie, birdie, par. Wow. So wow. a good strength, uh, a good finish there. But uh, yeah, if you're if you're bored uh, this week, uh, flip on whatever network has it. I think ESPN, maybe the Golf Channel too. It, you'll just, especially for those Sean Barry back east, you know, with the snow. Right. Uh, you, you turn on that, you see Maui, and you kind of you could transport yourself to a to a better place. I was watching it kind of. You know how you're third party watching something where, like, it's on the television, but you're not really focused. You're in a conversation. So I was kind of watching it, you know, uh, but I did see after the round, you know, they actually put up on the broadcast what the odds were of each golfer on the leaderboard, you know, to win the actual tournament. So I know you were, uh, you're well connected on the guys that are super smart in that aspect <laughs> of uh, the gambling space. Can you get a couple names for us? Maybe we can, you know. Uh-huh. Maybe we can find a substitute for not having a full college football slate. No bowl well, games, I will, only uh, one. Our next guest, Johnny Avello, is uh, is terrific. Okay. And uh, you're looking at uh, DraftKings. I'm looking at the DraftKings 
updated odds right now. And uh, you mentioned Brooks Kepka. Yep, 16 to 1. Uh, Xander Shoffley, who I had plus 1275, is down to 20 to 1. And John Rahm, 4 to 1. Patrick Cantlay, plus 550. Your leader right now, who is uh, Cameron Smith, mm-hmm. he is uh, also plus 550. So there you go. A little golf. Uh, in uh, in early January, I think your boy John Rom was like plus four hundred, and he's sitting at yeah. like five or six. So they must feel yeah. Like Rom's actually tied for second. Yeah, I mean like so, five or of, six on six under seven under something like that. A lot of golf to be played, but uh, yeah, do yourself a favor, just throw it on. It'll it'll warm you up. Uh, by the way, Cincinnati Bearcats, let's go up ten right now over SMU. Hopefully the Bearcats. Uh, can get this done. This was a Jared Smith special. He let me let me uh, know about this one. So uh, rolling with uh, rolling with the Bearcats here. Um, and hopefully none of our listeners, viewers took Golden State tonight. They are down eighty nine to ninety four versus the Pelicans with fifty seven seconds left. I saw that line. It was only minus three to Golden State, and I figured that meant Steph Curry wasn't playing. So I left it alone, but I mean, Golden State should be able to beat the Pelicans without Steph Curry. The Pelicans are awful. Yeah, Pelicans closed a one-point favorite uh, in that one. Um, you know, I, I want to go through these. We only have a couple minutes left in this segment, Sean. Playoff team, <coughs> or I should say motivated team, most likely to lose this week. I'm just going to rifle through, and we can kind of uh, see which ones jump out. So we've got Kansas City. Uh, they've got... You know, an opportunity to grab the one seed. They're visiting Denver. They're now an 11 and a half point favorite at Circa. We've got Jackson, or sorry, Indianapolis at Jacksonville. That number's down to 14 and a half at Circa. Uh, Indianapolis winning in situation. Tennessee's at Houston. Tennessee wins. They get the number one seed. They're minus 10. Uh, you've got New Orleans down at three and a half at Atlanta. Uh, they win. They're into the postseason. You've got uh, San Francisco and L.A. Obviously, both are are vying for uh, a playoff opportunity. Rams trying to win the division. San Francisco trying to get in. And then you've got Chargers and Raiders on Sunday night. Uh, any any of those dogs uh, interest you? I actually played a little bit, Sean, uh, on the 49ers today, plus the four and a half. I, I think that's going to be a close game. Pretty low total, right? Forty four and a half. Uh, I think I think the 49ers are alive. Yeah, I just have to see what's going on at quarterback. I mean, is Garoppolo going to play? If he is going to play, how healthy is he really? You know, I don't really trust Trey Lance on the road. I know he made, like, three good throws, and everybody's like, you know, <laughs> oh, they made the right decision. So I'm not buying into that propaganda just quite yet. So I'm probably going to hold off on this game. Uh, the one that kind of jumped, there were two. Uh, one, there was one that jumped out to me that's not like a major upset, and that was Falcons being able to beat the Saints. You know, anytime Taysom Hill's your quarterback and you're on the road, you're going up against Matt Ryan. I know Matt Ryan's not what he used to be, but he's still capable of taking a Falcons team that's been relatively competitive, you know, over the last eight, nine weeks of the season and, and, and beating, upsetting, I guess, since they're the underdog, the Saints. And the big underdog, and I've continued to say this, the Houston Texans, uh, the coach there is David, what is it, Cuddy? Is that how you say his last? Cully. Yeah. He deserves some credit. I mean, the Texans are, are playing, you know, some really good football the last, you know, three, four, five weeks. So, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if that's a fourth quarter game, Tennessee Titans versus Texans. I don't know if 
the Texans end up winning it outright, but I'd be very comfortable taking the 10 and a half points that they're giving you as of right now. You know, what about, and we'll get into this later, Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review Journal is going to join us at midnight Eastern, 9 Pacific. Uh, the world seems to think that the Ch the Raiders have no chance. I mean, the public is pounding the Chargers. I, I think the Raiders are live, man. I, I really do. And, and I'm, I maybe I'm hopeful, wishful thinking that they can get it done. But I, I think they've got an opportunity uh, to win on Sunday night. Have we gotten an update on um, Darren Waller? He's been practicing. Right. Well, is he going to play? Like, to me, that's such an integral part of me being able to verbalize that the Raiders are going to win this game. I think they have to get Darren Waller back because I don't think you can completely shut out that Chargers offense. Like, they're going to score. Justin Herbert and that group are really, really good. So if Waller's healthy, I do give the Raiders a chance. If not, I think it's going to be tough. Well, we'll get an update on Darren Waller's status later on in the show when Adam Hill joins us. But up next, we head behind the counter. Our good friend Johnny Avello from DraftKings will join us right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast you can catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule head over to vcin.com slash podcast you'll get beating the book with gail alexander market insights with josh applebaum we've got hardwood handicappers the lombardi line follow the money coast to code coast to coast hoops and many more they're all free available now head on over to vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts it is the nightcap here on vcin Sean King over there at the Circus Sportsbook. Tim Murray, home side tonight. And we bring in our next guest, a man who's been at it for quite some time. And some exciting news today about DraftKings Sportsbook as it will be live in New York in just a couple days. Johnny, always a pleasure. How are you today? Timmy, Sean, I'm well. Thank you, guys. Well, I, you know, a lot to get to. We got week 18 of the NFL season. We got some, you know, intriguing uh, awards markets that you guys have up and running. But I want to jump to the national championship because, you know, this number has gotten to three and has stayed there. And it, it's a little bit head scratching because it, it feels like the public is firing away on that number, whether it be Moneyline Alabama or taking the points. Uh, what kind of splits are we looking at? Is it is it public heavy? at this point in time on the dog, Johnny? Yeah, it really is. Now, on the, on the spread itself, you know, we're at three with, with uh, low juice, by a nickel. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're, we're seeing some sort of a balance there. On the money line, though, it's just been all Alabama. Uh, you know, our, our network, we usually get a lot of uh, play on the dog on the money line because, you know, if guys want to win more, put up less and win more. Yeah. Totally realistic, right? I mean, it just that's the way people are in life, anyway. I don't want to go. I want to get more than I'm going to give you. Uh, but um, in this particular game, they they feel like they're getting uh, real value with a good team, better quarterback, better coach, and so therefore 
Uh, it's been one-sided money line play. Uh, I don't know if that's going to shift by game time. Um, you know, there could be decent balance on the spread itself, but that, that money line is going to stay constant on uh, Alabama. You know, Johnny, taking into account all those points you just made, you know, you've been in the game a long time, an OG in this business. Were you surprised at all when Georgia was named the favorite once this game we knew who was going to participate? Not really, Sean, as far as the favorites concerned. Uh, I, you know, we opened up two and a half, and I, I got to tell you, we're thinking more like two or so. But the, I think that what the general public saw was that Georgia team, uh, you know, play well against Michigan, probably had they had the tougher game, and that the Georgia team uh, might come back and rebound from that the disappointing defensive effort the first time against Alabama. Uh, so can you, you know, can you beat a team twice? Can Alabama beat Georgia twice? Um, so, you know, that was our feeling is that, you know, probably two right number two and a half. We opened it, got pushed to three. Um, we're holding at three right now, but there's a good chance. We may end up going back to two and a half at some point here. Chatting with Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook, Sportsbook director. And, you know, how much of this line, take us behind the curtain a little bit, because you've had the futures market up all season. Um, you know, Georgia, Alabama, I'm sure, got plenty of run. So ultimately, uh, when it comes to the futures market, do you base the line in the national championship off of what you need to come home in the futures market at all? We don't. Uh, we actually... We actually do pretty well with Georgia. Uh, we actually, when we lose on Alabama, now neither, you know, neither one uh, is going to shift us to put up a different line. I mean, the, the future is one thing, and booking your action for a game like this is another. Um, this is going to handle more money than any college football game in the past. Uh, it's positioned right. It's an isolated game. The numbers right. It's three. So therefore you can, you know, you're taking a few points or you're laying a few points, fair money line price, uh, proposition bets. This is going to be a big betting game. Now, a lot of people uh, have said to me, you know, it's old Georgia and Alabama again. You know, how boring is that? That's true. It is the same teams again, you know, SETC teams again in the, in the final, but um, it is for all the marbles. And uh, there's certainly some points that would, you know, make you play one side or the other. And I think that's going to make this the, just a huge betting opportunity for everyone. Hey, Johnny, the total has gone up from the first game. The first SEC championship game, the total was 50, 49. It sits now, I think, about 51 and a half most places, 52. You know, I think right now at DraftKings. What is the money saying right now? Have you gotten a lot of action on people playing the total in this game? We saw a little bit of under money first, but now we're seeing some over money. I think that's going to continue in a game like this. Uh, you know, as we watch some of these games like this, whether it's a national championship for college football or pro football, they kind of start off slow sometimes. Uh, and then something happens during the game and game can become unraveled. Uh, and then, you know, you see a bunch of points scored. Uh, nobody wants to bet under in a national championship game. They just don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, one, this one is going to, this one's, we're going to probably end up needing the under by the time this thing kicks off. Talking once again to Johnny Avello. Uh, and we got week 18 coming up. 
you know, just generally, you know, you've got, I guess a question that I have, you know, you guys at DraftKings have so many prop bets uh, and it's, it's, it's really incredible. Um, and this week is the big incentive week, right, Johnny? Um, you know, one in particular, Stefan Diggs, he needs six catches for a $1.2 million bonus. Um, how much do you put emphasis on those incentives when it comes to setting the market for prop bets? You know, we do look at that. That can't always influence what you're going to do. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, uh, you know, he needs 250 yards this week for 2,000. Um, you know, is he going to get 250 yards? Probably not. Uh, you know, he uh, – so there's, there's some guys out there that can break some records this week. Uh, but you also have the playoffs coming up, and nobody wants to break a record and be lost for the playoffs. So – we look at things that, you know, are, are sustainable um, and, you know, maybe uh, if it's close to what they normally do, we're going to probably look at them probably stretching and trying to get there. But for the most part, we try to stick with, uh, you know, what our data tells us and, and go with that. The uh, the awards market really had a, a wild weekend uh, with shifting and none bigger than what we saw in the offensive rookie of the year market where Mac Jones, I believe was minus $5 and now he's plus 190 because of the Jamar Chase performance against the Kansas City Chiefs. So Jamar Chase now moves to, you know, minus 250. Um, you know, ultimately how, how has the offensive rookie of the year market played out for you guys? And that performance by Jamar Chase last weekend that made him the overwhelming favorite over Mac Jones was that, detrimental to uh, the way you guys had positioned yourself? Yeah, you know, we've had money on Mac Jones all year, so Jamar Chase we're going to be okay on. Now, uh, we, you know, we feel that Jamar Chase needs, deserves to be the favorite here, Timmy, but this is by no means over. Uh, Jamar Chase had, had a, you know, just a trans, uh, just a, um, excellent week last week. Uh, you know, you don't see those happen too often for a rookie. And he has another week during the year where he had a couple hundred yards receiving too. But there's some weeks there where he really did a poor job, whether they didn't throw the ball to him or, uh, you know, maybe wasn't ready for primetime appearances yet. But Mac Jones has been consistent all year long. And I think it's coming down to the final week here. Um, Mac, did, you know, he has a lot to play for. Both teams still have a lot to play for. Um, if Mac Jones throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns this week, and Chase has a week where he, you know, catches 45 yards or so, this could switch real quick. So um, I think there's a lot of races here still to be done and uh, decided in the last week. Uh, we have uh, the offensive player of the year. We, you got Taylor and Cup. That's certainly going to be come down to the last week. So a um, few races here to be decided uh, in week 18. Yeah, there's no doubt. And Johnny, before we let you run about 30 seconds, coach of the year seems wide open. How has the handle been on that? That's been pretty good. Uh, the, our only loser in there was uh, Kingsbury. So I think we're pretty safe there. Um, and the handle, when I looked at all these markets, we put up uh, awards markets, we did real well in, in all of them as far as, as handle was concerned. So that's the reason we do them. People 
like to bet them. They try to get some value early. Sometimes they get some value late. But um, we're, we're real happy with what we've seen uh, on all those markets throughout the year. Well, Johnny, you got a big market coming in New York in just a couple days. Always a pleasure, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you much, guys. There he is, Johnny Avello. That's Sean King over there. I'm Tim Murray. We're coming back right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out current betting splits data. The new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Sean King over there at the Circus Sportsbook. I am Tim Murray. We will get another college football playoff final preview coming up top of the hour. Ty Hildenbrandt from the Solid Verbal Podcast will give us his thoughts as we continue to get differing opinions on the national championship. You know, I'm curious, Sean, as the semifinals ended and you created your initial thought on the national championship you are on alabama i am on georgia has anything wavered whether it be how this game you think will play out do you think you know an alt line maybe you think bama wins by a touchdown have you wavered at all one way or the other from everything we've kind of taken in this week I haven't. I still just think if I'm going to be able to get Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy winner, and Nick Saban and points, I almost feel like you have to take that. Now, the line is telling me that the teams are extremely even and that Georgia may even be slightly better if you go 22 versus 22, like all 11 starters on both sides. But I still just feel like because of Nick Saban's resume, because of what we've seen Bryce Young do, under pressure, under duress, in stressful situations this year, I probably I probably have to take the points. You know, uh, I haven't formulated like a really strong opinion one way or another. 
as far as like I'm I definitively know this is gonna happen, but you know, I when you look at the props that have come out for the national title game, the actual player props. I mean, the one that just kind of jumped out to me was Brock Bowers, four and a half receptions. Yeah, I like, agree. I know that if Georgia wants to win, Bowers is going to have to be a huge part of, of what they do on offense. So, you know, that was the initial one that, that kind of jumped out where I was like, you know, there's probably a lot of value, you know, in, in, in that alone. And I wouldn't be surprised if George Pickens has a big game. Like, George Pickens – you know, before this injury, you know, he missed the majority of the season with the injury. I mean, he was considered the best receiver in college football. So I know he's just kind of getting back in his legs under him, you know, but I wouldn't be surprised if this being his third game back that, you know, he has a, a breakout type performance. Yeah, right now uh, at DraftKings, the over-under on receiving yards, 30 and a half for George Pickens, two and a half receptions. Uh, I believe he only had one against Michigan, but... Um, you know, another play that I really like uh, and that I would I would certainly look into is is under Brian Robinson rushing yards. You know, he just had a 200 yard performance against Cincinnati. That was clearly the game plan. It was to attack an, a defensive line that they felt like they were superior there, uh, against. But, you know, Bruce Feldman, um, you know, put out a a really terrific article today on The Athletic talking to coaches uh, on staffs that have played these two teams and he felt like, or not he personally coaches from around the country felt like this offensive line from Alabama could be had. Um, And I think, you know, the defensive line obviously is the strength of Georgia. We've talked about the struggles in the week uh, in the secondary, and we've seen you know, Bryce Young, tear him up. I mean, he did it in the SEC championship, threw for over 400 yards, rushed for over 100 yards. Brian Robinson that game ran for 55 yards. Now, I'm sure Bill O'Brien and Nick Saban, Sean, are going to want to try to establish the run game, not be one-dimensional, but running into the teeth of that defense, which is their strength, uh, I just don't see a lot of success there. And I think this is a buy, you know, sell high opportunity on Brian Robinson coming off a 200-yard performance. I agree with you slightly. And <laughs> here's where I'm going to push back a little bit on that article. I, as a former college football coach, understand that anytime you have new components, like Alex Leatherwood is not on this offensive line, so somebody's replacing him. But that's what I mean by new components. Sometimes it takes the unit a, a period of time, a stretch of games to really gel and reach their full potential. And I think if you isolate the Alabama offensive line in their last two games, because they went into the SEC championship, no one thought that they could do anything versus this Georgia front. Bryce Young threw for... 421 yards and three touchdowns on 44 attempts. And guess how many times he was sacked, Tim? Zero. They came back the following week versus Cincinnati. They felt like they had an advantage when it came to running the football, so they concentrated more on running the football. And as you mentioned, uh, Bryce Robinson, I mean, Brian Robinson rushed for over 200 yards. So if you just look at those two games, the offensive line has been outstanding. So I just, before I go and jump and say that, they're not what they used to be. They might be now. Maybe if you look at the entirety 
of this year, you probably say this hadn't been as dominant. I mean, off Alabama offensive line, but the way that they're playing currently is at an elite level. Well, and and yeah, look, you look at the uh, at the results and the stats. You're right, right? They, you know, Cincinnati wasn't able to do anything. Doesn't really surprise me. Uh, but Georgia not being able to do anything or get pressure was stunning, right? I mean, that's thought to be the best defensive line in college football, but. You're telling me that the the offensive line that was out there against Auburn, who gave up seven sacks, they just don't exist anymore? I mean, you know, the beauty of this situation is it is a chess match. These two teams have played each other. They know each other. They've been working for six weeks or so uh, to, to make these changes. And I, I think Dan Lanning, who I know is, is headed to Oregon, um, it, it's – it's going to be up to him to be creative and figure out ways to to make Bryce Young uncomfortable. Do you buy into the the theory that now I'm not going to say Georgia wasn't motivated, but there's a different it, it's 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 hard to fake um desperation. And Alabama was desperate in the SEC championship. If they lose, they don't go to the playoff. Georgia knew they were going to the playoff. This isn't excusing the performance. Alabama won it rightfully so. They kicked their butt. But do you buy into that at all, that Georgia knew no matter what happened in that game, Sean, they were going to the playoff? And I just feel like you can't fake desperation. One team was and one team wasn't back in early December. Well, let me make this analogy. Uh, the ACC championship game was, what, Pittsburgh versus Wake? Yep. Like, if you tell me that, okay, Pittsburgh wasn't motivated because uh, it wasn't Clemson or Wake wasn't motivated because it wasn't Clemson and the, the team that's always been at the top of the hill wasn't there, I get it. But Alabama has been so dominant in SEC championship games. They've been the team at the top of the hill. And then when they're knocked off, it was LSU. It wasn't Georgia. Like, I just don't know how you could go into that game and legitimize that from Georgia's standpoint because they are considered the little brother to Alabama. And because of that, I just don't know that, you know, I'm willing to buy into that's why they lost the first time. Now, are they good enough with the caliber of players they have to beat anyone in the country in a rematch? Absolutely. And what I'm saying is if the odds makers had made Alabama – a three-point favorite. I'd be thinking take the three points with Georgia. But because I'm getting the three points with Bama, as I've told you, I think these teams are almost mirror images of them, of each other from a personnel standpoint. You know, I'm just going to take the points because I think there's value there because of how close both teams are. Both are excellent on special teams. Both have multiple NFL first-round caliber players on offense and defense. You know, no one's as accomplished in college football as Nick Saban, but Kirby Smart in that conference is, as far as who's active as head coaches, would be the second most accomplished head coach in that conference. You know, seeing that, you know, Urban's not at Florida anymore and, you know, Ogeron and those guys, are you know, because there's a lot of turnover there. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't. I just was going to take the points with whoever had the points in this game. And I won't be heavily involved, like, from an amount standpoint, because I do think this is one of those games. If they played each other ten times, you might get five Bama wins and five Georgia wins. Yeah, I, I just you know as we've talked about and as we laid out, you know, beating a team twice that is on the same level as you talent wise is hard to do. Utah did it uh, convincingly. 
but we've seen recent results. So I'm still rolling with Georgia. I don't know if I'll lay the three. Uh, I think because, as you heard from Johnny and you've heard from other odds makers, because so many people are taking that plus money, you're actually going to get a cheaper money line price. And I think that might be the way I roll with Georgia. We'll continue this conversation breaking down the national championship. Top of the hour, Ty Hildenbrandt will join us right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 